0: Howdy there. I'm Matt McKinley with the burning daylight podcast. If you ever wanted to make a podcast? Well, Spotify has got a platform that makes that lets you make one super easily, and then you can distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for for podcasters. And here's how it works that's the place to watch it because it's all video all the time and we uh like we share videos we comment on videos we share news articles and uh, and funny memes so um it's pretty cool um and also if you want to take your conversations to uh with your fans to the next level uh your question and answer answer and polls are the best way to get them talking you can attach that to your your podcast there and, and you get your you get
1: Mackenzie Johnston with Cattle News Central, bringing you your May 13th, Friday the 13th cattle industry headlines, brought to you by 4T Ag Insurance, your go-to contractor for ag insurance. The folks at 4T Ag are dedicated to providing you with insight, information, and alternative risk solutions that are custom fit to your business and personal needs. They offer both crop and drought insurance, and they offer LRPs on both fed and feeder cattle. For more information, head on over to their website, 4TAG.net, that is the number four, G.net. We're also sponsored by American Beef Producer Magazine. They offer in-depth articles on a wide variety of topics within the industry. They feature award-winning photography and so much more within their publication. They are not only an ag publication, they have the Real Beef Made from Plants campaign. So what they're doing with this campaign is they're promoting beef through t-shirts, caps, and hoodies. If you would like to check out what they have to offer for attire, head on over to avpmag.com, American Beef Producer Magazine, guiding beef producers for over 25 years. And finally, AgRisk Advisors. They provide risk management programs to livestock producers all across the West. Whether you are concerned about price or weather risk, AgRisk Advisors are here to help. With current day market fluctuations, you and I both know there is nothing more important than locking in a price floor on your cattle. So if you'd like to learn more about an LRP, be sure to reach out to an advisor today. So this morning's update, the majority of it is uh, all about those good old Packers. To start off with, Drovers has reported that JBS South America has posted a 151.4 percent increase in profits in profits for the first quarter of this year. The meat giant made one billion dollars in profit after reporting net sales 20.8 percent higher than last year. Nothing to see here, folks. Just another story on a packer making exuberant amounts of money. Just a regular Friday. Beef operations in North America remain strong with net revenue rising almost 22% thanks to red hot domestic demand, the recovery of food service channels, and healthy retail sales. The US is a major export platform for JBS. Even though U.S. port operations have been slowed due to numerous reasons, JBS was still able to report beef export volumes increasing by 6% here in the U.S. in the first quarter. Asia continues to be the most important region for exports of U.S. beef, uh, specifically China. In the first quarter, exports to the region climbed by 62%. JBS's beef unit in Brazil was able to raise sales by 24.2% in the first quarter, despite a 5% drop in cattle processing caused by China temporarily banning some Brazilian beef exporters. Drovers has also reported on the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act. They did a Q&A with Cora Fox. She is Director of Government Relations at the Iowa Cattlemen's Association. She shared her thoughts on the bill and why it is beneficial for cattle producers. Fox believes there are three main points within the bill that are most beneficial for, for producers. First off, the requirement for packers to, partici- to participate in the cash, cash market—excuse me—this requirement is incredibly valuable to cattle producers who are shut out from the market for various reasons, such as black swan events, captive supply, labor shortages, etc. Guaranteeing some level of activity in negotiated trade keeps cattle moving in all parts of the beef belt on a regular basis," said Fox. And this is something all of us have been talking about for quite some time. We have to make the packers compete in the cash market. And this bill enables that. Secondly, Fox said the value of negotiated trade as it pertains to price discovery needs to be recognized. The entire cattle industry believes that price discovery is valuable. It's a no brainer. Cattlemen that Fox works with believe that price discovery is a shared responsibility of all participants. It shouldn't just be a burden carried only by producers in Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota, when it's a benefit to all. The third beneficial detail in the cattle price, uh, the Cattle Transparency Act, is providing more information to producers, which will help them make better marketing decisions. When asked if she foresees any unintended consequences with this bill, Fox replied with the question, aren't there very real consequences of doing nothing? the slow game on cattle market reform on cattle market reform turning a blind eye to industry issues and delaying the development of real solutions has not been has not been beneficial for cattlemen and whether it's cattle organizations saying that this bill isn't strong enough or cattle organizations saying that they're just completely against mandates even though in the past few years they said they would take a stand they would go after a regulatory approach if their voluntary, if their voluntary approach didn't work, you know, we have such big, we have such a wide range of opinions and such extremes in our industry. Um, You know, and that's, that's part of the problem. As I've said before, we just fight against each other, we drag our feet, we kick our can down the road, we say we'll come up with better legislation, Um, but no other legislation is on the table. No other senators are talking about anything else. Nothing else is happening. You cannot continue to just do what we've been doing. What we are doing is not working, so change is what we need. Fox believes that if this bill were were to be enacted, it would create change. Many are stuck on the mandate provision within the Cattle Transparency Act, but this legislation would allow producers across the nation to tell USDA what's working, what isn't, and what can be improved upon. This this detail is important because there is no such thing as a perfect bill or silver bullet solution. Let me say that one more time. There is no such thing as a perfect bill or a silver bullet solution. I think there's quite a few people in the industry that need to realize that. I've said it before, you will not get everything you want in a bill. Doesn't matter if we're talking about a bill in the cattle industry or some other industry. You there is give and take when it comes to Washington. And if you're not willing to do not willing to do that, you're not going to have any wins under your name. That's the long and short of it. Fox, along with the majority of the cattle industry. Uh, We don't want any more government involvement in our industry. We don't want them in the middle of our business. However, Congress has allowed many of the problems we have in the meatpacking industry to develop over the past century. And Fox believes Congress has a responsibility to address those issues. I have to amend, uh, excuse me, I have to commend Cora, for doing this Q and A, she did a great job representing the bill and talking about the benefits of the bill. Um, Iowa Cattlemen's—they do a great job representing cattle producers, so I commend the whole the whole organization. Finally, Drovers has reported that according to a report released on Thursday by a special house subcommittee investigating the nation's pandemic response, America's large meat packers pushed baseless claims of beef and pork shortages in the early weeks of the, in the early weeks of the pandemic to persuade the Trump administration to keep packing plants running and disregard, uh, and disregard the risks of coronavirus. The report alleges that Tyson's legal team prepared a draft with input from other packers that became the basis for Trump's executive order to keep the plants running during the height of the pandemic back in April of 2020. The report claims that the Packers aggressively lobbied the USDA, got them in their back pocket, and made sure that state and local health authorities were powerless. And as a result, they were able to keep workers on the job in unsafe conditions. During the pandemic, we all heard the same old story from the big four Packers. A shutdown of their packing plants would pose an imminent threat to the nation's meat supplies. But the report claims that this statement misled the public and it is baseless. In response, the North American Meat Institute called the subcommittee's report partisan and said it distorts the truth about the meat and poultry industry's work to protect employees during the pandemic. According to Juliana Potts, we all know she is the president and CEO of NAMI, Packers spent billions of dollars to protect their workers during the pandemic to make sure the wheels kept turning to keep food on Americans' tables and our livestock economy running. Thank goodness the Packers kept thing, things running for all of us cattle producers. We really owe a lot to them. House Appropriations Committee Chair Rosa De La called the report damning. She said this report not only highlights the meatpacking industry's baseless claims to jeopardize the health and livelihood of their workers, but it also shows the packers' willingness to price gouge American consumers in the name of inflation. De La believes meatpackers need to answer for this deception, they need to be held accountable for endangering thousands of lives, and they must immediately lower food costs for working families. We need an economy that works for all, not just the wealthy and richest corporations. We need to put people over profits. That is all I have for you guys this morning. That is all I have for you guys this week. I wanted to uh say my thoughts and prayers goes out to everyone to the east of us yesterday that were hit that was hit by that uh gnarly storm we had some storms roll through roll through here around two o'clock yesterday afternoon and uh they rolled over to Burwell with eighty to ninety mile an hour straight winds and it just things apart. So all you folks over there and to the east of you that were impacted, um, I hope you guys are doing okay. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy this nice weather we're having. I'll see you next week.